Wedding celebrations are a wonderful thing, and they're very memorable, uh, especially to the family uh, who are there, and especially to the bride and groom, or at least we hope that they would be memorable. But there's a lot of work, and there's a lot of preparation that goes into the wedding, and the larger the wedding is, the more preparation is needed. And so before one of these grand wedding celebrations, a very nervous bride was concerned that she might not be able emotionally to survive the walk down the aisle. She was excited about the marriage, but not so much the spectacle that would be the wedding celebration. As she shared her concern with the minister, he offered his friendly advice. As you make your entrance, as the doors open, keep your focus on just three things and you'll be just fine. First, look down the aisle, not at the people. But know your path by looking down the aisle. Second, look up at the altar. For to God and with God you are going. And after those things, look at Him, your husband-to-be. He will be there waiting for you, smiling encouragement at you and to you as you come to join Him in holy matrimony. Well, the day arrived and all was in place and the the doors opened and the bride began her march down the aisle, but the congregation could only hear her mumbling something to herself along the way. I'll alter him. I'll alter him. I'll alter him. You see, sometimes there's a great chasm between what is being said and what is meant. There's a great difference because we're all individual people and we all bring our own selves into every situation and to every conversation. We bring all that we were, all that we've learned, all that we've taught into a conversation. And so sometimes what we say from our own experience isn't what's being heard from someone else's experience. But when we begin to speak truth, we see that chasm lessen. If we speak in terms of absolute truth, what's being said and what's being heard begins to be the same thing. And it's hard for us to imagine in a world that's built on sound bites from media, um, from various places, where we only get glimpses of what was actually said and not even the full perspective, but instead we're supposed to summarize and figure out what is truth from all of this. The Apostle Paul sent his young protege, Timothy, a final charge, a final letter. Paul wanted to make sure that Timothy understood what it meant to speak truth or to preach the Word. And for that, Paul was meaning this, repeat God's truth. Over and over and over again, repeat God's truth in the same way that I've been speaking it to you. There can be no deviation between what is said and the truth of the gospel. It must be kept intact. And the beauty for this is that Timothy was one of the first people in the first century to grow up with a great faithful grandmother and mother and a gospel truth that he had known since the time that he was born. Timothy knew the truth, was taught the truth his entire life. Now that's a big deal for the first century, but many of us here today, we've probably heard some version of the gospel tr- truth since we were infants. We grew up in different a different world and different types of society, in a world where some people, as I go to Christian conferences, say, well, I've been a cradle Methodist. Well, what does that mean? You were born into a Methodist church, a Methodist family? Does that make you a better person? Well, you would think, you would hope. 
but not necessarily true because we're all people with faults and failures and sins and transgressions. We are all people who fall short of the glory of God and who are in need of a Savior, but we can be taught that as we begin to learn the truth. Even if we were taught the truth from the time that we were infants, I don't think any of us understood the truth at the very beginning. We don't even understand it fully in our, the beginning of our faith walk. We may hold on to it. We may have faith that it might be true for us. And in the beginning, but as we continue our journey, as we continue to grow in our faith, as we're nurtured in the truth of the gospel, as we learn how to pray and what to pray for, the heritage of God's truth comes alive in us. For when we seek after the absolute truth of God, we find it. It's no longer something then foreign to us, but we have this covenant that was being poured out, that was poured out long ago through the blood of Jesus Christ on the cross and in the hope that is found in the resurrection. We have now this truth that is written on our hearts. Over time, we no longer need to be told right from wrong. No longer do we need to be taught truth from false but we come alive in the Spirit of God, God's very presence that speaks into our lives the absolute truth that we find in God's Word. You may have heard it said that the Word of God is a living thing, and that is true, not because the words on the pages of Scripture are necessarily alive, they don't jump out at us, though they may speak life into us, but the Word of God is talking about the triune God, the one who lives and reigns forever, and that As Jesus is now with the Father in heaven, as stated in the Gospels, they have now sent to us the third person of that trinity, the Holy Spirit. You see, the person of the Holy Spirit is the Word of God that speaks truth and lives in us. It's the promise of this new covenant that's told and given by Jeremiah. The Holy Spirit is the promise that fulfills this covenant to adopt us as God's people. A gift of salvation for those who have sinned, whose sins and transgressions have been forgiven through the sacrifice of Jesus Christ and for those who have died to themselves and now live with and for God. This is the heritage of truth that we have as the people of God redeemed by God's love. And Timothy was a part of that heritage. One of the first to know about and to have heard the truth from his very birth. Through his knowledge and understanding of the Scriptures, from the time of his birth, he was taught the way of his salvation. He was encouraged by Paul evermore, and even now as Paul was about to give himself up, Paul is in change, willing to give his life for this gospel truth, because he knows that this truth is absolute, and this truth needs to continue. So Paul encourages young Timothy, and he encourages us as well, with all the truth that he has as the Holy Spirit has written it on his heart. You need only to share as I have shared. Only share the truth that I have shared with you. Do not add anything to any of the message. For the Scriptures that come from God were God-breathed. The truth about sin, the truth about sacrifice and salvation, it's not man's truth, but it's God's truth. And yes, God used men to record this message. Many scribes and many prophets and priests and kings and even court clerks had their hands in writing down the message of God. But it is all God-breathed. And as Paul is talking about here is what we know as the Old Testament. These Scriptures from Genesis through Malachi. 
Only those are all that we need to understand God's truth. All we need is in those passages that point us to the Messiah, that point us to Christ. God's Word is useful in all things to teach doctrine, to rebuke those who have rebelled against God's Word, to correct those who have strayed from the message, and to train all of God's people in right living. The Scriptures speak into our hearts the truth of God. As we rely on God's Word more and more, and we rely on God's Holy Spirit to write God's truth in our hearts, we become the people who will stop at nothing to do God's will, to do what God intends us to do. We will stop at nothing to share love, for that is the Gospel truth. But it's not always going to be easy. Because God's promise, yes, is to make us a new covenant, that we would be God's people and He would write His law on our hearts. But not everyone is going to believe that. And the truth of this covenant is only for those who will be accepting it. For those who don't accept the covenant, they're going to be the ones from whom those who do receive persecutions. For if you belong to Christ Jesus, you will be persecuted. You will receive ridicule. You'll be laughed at. You'll be scoffed at. Because, honestly, people hear the truth and they laugh at it. Especially when the truth is not what they want to hear. These are the ones that Paul warns that are going around looking for whomever or whatever their itching ears want to hear. They will seek myths and they will follow whatever their hearts desire. They will seek the things of this world and they will seek the people who can give it to them. But to them... They will never be satisfied. They will never truly find satisfaction in anything that the world has to offer. They will seek it, but they will not find it. For there is no real satisfaction. There is no real truth aside from the truth of God that God desires to write on our hearts. And it can only be found as we allow ourselves to believe in the Word that became flesh and dwelt among us. That we allow the Word to be alive in us, that we seek that it would be written on our hearts as we open ourselves to the truth of God and find our satisfaction in Him alone. There we will never be lacking. There we will have everything we desire until Christ returns or He calls us home. People who will be the enemies of the gospel, people will want to be the enemies of the gospel, people will want to contradict God's word, people will want to change the message of God's word to suit themselves, exempting themselves from accountability to God. Timothy and we must therefore stick to the charge that Paul gives. We must speak only in truth. The truth that we have known from the beginning of our faith. Speak the truth of the Word of God as it is written on our hearts and that we have shared and has been shared with us. Don't add to it. Definitely don't subtract from it. Speak only truth. We have to keep our heads in all situations. We have to be obedient to the truth and the Word of God. We have to be the ones to hold each other accountable to the truth of the Gospel that is written on our hearts. The truth to love. When you see someone not acting in love, tell them, love. When you see people being persecuted, respond in love. We have this truth and we need to share this truth for what it is. The truth of God. Paul told Timothy simply this, Just repeat the truth that I've taught you, for I have only said it because God said it to me. 
May we be a people who listen to God and speak with God's Word living and breathing in us. For the righteous truth is this, the message of salvation, that God fulfilled His promise in Christ Jesus who came to save sinners, who rose from the grave to conquer death and writes the Word of His truth on our hearts through the Holy Spirit. God, Christ, the Holy Spirit. These three things are the absolute truth. God, Christ, and the Holy Spirit. Repeat these things again and again and again. God, Christ, the Holy Spirit. And no one will then misunderstand the words that we are saying as we rely on these things. God's truth. God's Christ. God's Holy Spirit. May the glory be to God, the glory to Christ, and glory to the Holy Spirit. Amen.